Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Mr. Chris Bratt. Good morning. Mr. Simon Miller. Salutations. And Mr. David Scammell. I'm a bit cold and tired today. <laughs> oh, great. Good start. <laughs> I like the way you said that at the point at which there should have been a crowd applause. Yeah. I'm a bit cold in time. Let's no, all just calm down now. <laughs> well, I feel great. Oh, I feel good. I'm pumped. I'm fantastic. ready to talk about video games. Video games. Ah. And we've actually got some video games to talk We've got loads. Yeah. So why don't you kick it off, Miller, if you're right. ready and pumped? I'm ready and pumped. So I've got three things I can talk about. One less so than others. So which one would you like first? Or would you want me to just take the one that you one can less talk about? Yeah, so the one that I can more less talk about. Yeah. Okay, well, so there's a little game coming out next month called Zelda... Oh my gosh, I forgot the name. A Link Between Worlds. A Link Between Worlds. <laughs> Promising right. start. The past no, right. Look, now, we can't say much about it because obviously Rambongo's, everyone loves the, the lovely Rambongo. But, you know, they drink it in that the mango. is from a review standpoint. And there's been plenty of preview opportunities for this game. Yeah. Uh, so we, stand, we can talk about it in general terms. I think it's important to talk about it in general terms because there's a lot of interest out there about this game. It is at least uh, a sequel to A Link to the Past, which is many people's favourite Zelda game ever. And when you think about the Zelda games that have come across or come along I think that's a very big deal there's a lot of interest in it but there is also a lot of skepticism there is and that's one reason I want to talk about it I am about I'd say 8 hours into it now now it's, it's a big game it's much like A Link to the Past or Karina of Time it's not like the, the DS ones which were very sort of straightforward and linear and you could probably get through them in you know 6 to 8 hours really if you kind of put your, really, your gaming short. cap on yeah I mean, they're a bit longer than that but mainly for, they felt for really annoying reasons. Okay, maybe. I think that they, the, the S ones felt longer, but mainly because there was a lot of backtracking. Well, that's the thing. And this isn't like that. You know, this is the, the Link to the Past world, and it's open, and it's, you know, you explore it. And, you, and you, there's, there's no... The only going back, you could say, there is per se, is when you go into the dark world. But even then, because it's obviously so different in terms of its environment, it doesn't feel like you're going back. It feels like you're experiencing the same world with the twist. I don't enjoy that mechanic. Oh, it's excellent. They've Why pulled that. So not Nintendo, but in games in general, they've pulled that so many times. I'm just tired of it now. It was good in Zelda. Though. It's so good in Zelda, though. Have you Is played it? Into the Past, right? Oh yeah, but yeah, age, yeah. age, age, age. Yeah, but it's like that. But the, the, the thing, I want, the, the few points I want to bring up is the amount of nods it has to older Zelda games, and not just Link to the Past, like Ocarina of Time, and even Link's Awakening to some degree, is just so well done. And so sort of aimed at the Nintendo fan who will just sit there and lap it up, and it will make them fall in love with this game even more. It, I mean, that's a reason to buy it in itself. If you've ever had an affiliation with Zelda and you maybe haven't played it in the last few years or you want a reason to go back in, that alone is enough of a reason to go back in because it's just so aimed at making you feel like you're part of this special Zelda club. And obviously there's millions of people that are, but it feels like only you found it and stuff like that. And it's just, mm. you know, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful experience. And, you know, it, it follows the same setup as A Link to the Past. So although you're doing kind of the same things, there's enough, you know, there's enough newness to it and enough twists to it to make you... Enough you know, nudists to it. There's nudists in it. Yeah. Nudists. It's my favourite part is right. when you meet the nudists. Do you remember Tingle? Tim. Do you remember Tingle? Yeah, he's nude <laughs> it's, now. It's Tim's, it's Tim's his brother. But right. He's stark bollock naked. Bro, not know, it, Within the first sort of couple of hours, you are in the castle doing the same kind of thing you were doing a link to the past. But there's a twist to it. I'm not going to talk about the twist and what it is, but there's a twist to it. There's something new to it. There's a re- you don't feel like you're repeating the same stuff. You just feel like you're experiencing something new in a world that you played 20 years ago. And, and that alone is just, it's is, is fantastic. I mean, so genuinely it's is nostalgic fantastic. Nostalgic fun with a new age vibe. Exactly. And the music, my gosh. If any game comes out with better music this year, I've got I to say. will wear a toupee? No, what do I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. I wear a toupee. <laughs> that's a fair, that's a yeah. fair challenge. I'd, I'd laugh at that. Yeah. Um, I have to say, actually, that this is not, I mean, people may be surprised to find this, but often when I'm not, uh, doing fun things on the internet. I do sit around just being a miserable <laughs> bastard. We're all miserable in bastards. In my own little cloudy down. world in the corner of my room. Mm. Um, but yesterday evening, after we finished the uh, Demon Souls stream, I yeah. was just sitting at a computer. You were definitely in a, a cloudy corner. After I was, the I was, because I died too many times and we made very little progress. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway, I might talk about it later. But anyway, um, I heard you playing this mm. and the music, I was just sat there and I went, oh, the music in this game is amazing. Yeah. And that was just off tinny speakers from the outside of the room. Yeah. But then it started playing a classic Zelda tune and i can't remember which one it was but it was just like it was so good you can i exploded i literally yeah, exploded it, and i did the same it, it freaked me out man you actually did you there was a scream um i just, just got up from my chair and i ran across the room screaming and oh, running around like oh, a five-year-old yeah i, was, I wasn't yeah. ready for that man. i wasn't ready for it i didn't <laughs> expect it, it came out the and that is how the game makes you feel throughout like it genuinely is bit the music bit the other nods that it does you know, that is what is so special about this game it's, that's it, it yeah. t- taps into something you haven't felt in a long time 
brings it out of you, but then says, but don't worry, it's not going to get old because here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's well, a new thing. Well, this is the thing, is because you know what? Like, I, I often think to myself some days on dark days, uh, especially coming up to Christmas, mm. I often think to myself, I will never be as happy as the Christmas of 1996, I believe, when Ocarina of Time came out. 98, yeah, yeah And I sat, yeah, I got the year wrong, but when I sat and played it on Christmas, yeah. and I, I always think, I don't get depressed about it, but I sort of think, <laughs> I'm just aware now, no, I get I'm that. an adult. I think I said the same thing to Brad I will the other never day. be that happy again. Yeah. That was the pinnacle of my life. Mm. And that's fine. <laughs> I've come to accept that. But what was Except nice about beats. that was just hearing that beautiful music it redone back. by a live band in orchestral style mm. to an incredible degree it regressed me immediately yeah, exactly. to being a mental kid. Spot on. And I can't wait to play it for that reason alone. And that is it. And like I said, the only thing, and we're going to touch upon this because otherwise we are getting into review territory which we're not allowed to do. Obviously, a lot has been made, mostly by me, about the switch in how they're dealing with items this time. You yes. don't find them in dungeons, you rent them, and then eventually you I can just, buy them. Sounds so weird. I don't... All, all we're going to say is it could be a potential sticking point. But <laughs> you hate I've, it. But I've only started tinkering around with it properly tinkling. in the last couple of hours. It sounds so we'll, interesting. It's, we'll, we'll leave it as interesting for now. And let's just say at the moment I'm on the fence about it and then we'll leave it there. Yeah. But I, what I can say, even regardless of what kind of side of the fence I fall down on, it won't massively take away from my why would, love and appreciation of this game because it's just brilliant. Why would they even think about introducing that change? I, have, anyway? I think I know why, but I don't think I can talk about it without right. ignoring the it terms just of like my umbungo. Something that they've changed <laughs> maybe for the sake of changing because that's always been the way it was in Zelda. No, I, I think there's a definite reason for it. Right, okay. Yeah, it Although does... I think it maybe was powered by that thing. We have to change something but then justified by something else. And I don't, I don't I feel like I'm teasing it a bit. I don't mean to, just that we will get we are in, slapped, yeah, we'll on, get in slapped trouble. on the wrist. So that's fair enough. Well, we'll leave it there for now. But I will say that, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've gone from being a bit cynical about it to very excited, purely based on the music alone, which some people say is yeah. insane. But Music's a powerful tool in, game, in, in, in all media, but, you know, in games. It is. Especially. I think in games particularly, we talked about this last night, mm. like Hotline Miami would be nothing. So yeah. I, I was just going to say, I've rarely seen Simon quite as happy as I did last night when he was playing that. So <laughs> I, got, I got a real shot of happiness as well, it's just, true. just from that sound. It's true. It makes, but, that uh, makes me happy. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear it's, it's shaping up well. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely do some more stuff on it. When's it out? Uh, it's mid-November. So it's like three weeks from when we're recording three weeks. this. And stuff. We can start talking about it in about a week and a half, Isn't 10 days. Is it the same day so. as Xbox? 22nd of November? Yeah, I think it is the same day as Brilliant. Xbox. So. It well doesn't timed. matter, but it exists within its own... And then Mario, the week later. Well, in, the, PS4. in the lead-up <laughs> to that, we might try and do a Mega Zelda podcast... Um, oh yes, please. We should uh, even I'll if be it's just for that. me and you, because yeah, no, definitely I'll, nobody else is that fussed about Zelda. Brax, you I can bring Zelda. questions. <laughs> you can bring questions in, and we can like do a Q and A. Oh, you've got a bloody play. Brax yeah, never played a Zelda game. What? Yeah. Exactly. It's my, it's my great shame. We think we're going to get into play Ocarina of Time well, on 3DS. I've got, I think that's a good starting yeah, point. I've got a 3DS and Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I need the, the right starting place because the, the, everything you've said about the, the game you're playing at the moment is that. It sounds like a Zelda game for Zelda fans. All the nostalgia building up, all the yeah, probably the music sounds great because you heard oh. the original. Well, I mean, the music is still just I, awesome. Yeah. Music. I, I, I I am familiar with Zelda. Like, I it's so ingrained <laughs> in the culture that I, what is a Zelda? I, it's not it's not, not like I've completely I, ignored it. I think you should play Ocarina of Time. I'm remarkably tempted this. to buy a 3DS XL just so I can just like. I'll almost permanently yeah, yeah, give <laughs> it to him 3DS. And then, just so he can play yeah. Ocarina of Time I might do, do that today actually I'm feeling mental oh god I might do that today do it do it on uh, the subject of what Dave just said quickly before we, we leave Nintendo World mm. you and I Matt had a bit of a, a Mario play as well I think well. you can say fight we had a fight <laughs> uh, no we play a bit of Mario I, I always, it's Super Mario World 3D Super Mario 3D World Super Mario 3D Brothers. World I think right. it's pronounced Super Mario Brothers sorry Super Mario Brothers I want to be a cat uh, we had a go of that and I just want to say that you know I mean the Wii U I think is dead now it's sold what 460,000 yeah, no, in the last 6 months I don't think even can Mar- even Mario save no, the Wii no. U I don't think I mean let's can. not piss about yeah. here like I mean I think it's, it's important we talk about this briefly because mm. people often say on the podcast that we hate Nintendo I love Nintendo I'm in a Nintendo comments, fanboy people go why you guys always hate Nintendo and it's like we don't we absolutely don't we've mm. got so much love I, for Nintendo I, I, like, I'm the least Nintendo guy here but I absolutely love the Wii U I really like that console I love it's the just, Wii U it's just it's it, not selling. I yeah, can't exactly. help that. We, we that, don't have yeah, the power the to change It's not that. selling, and right now it's too much to invest in. Mm-hmm, I, exactly. I will probably mm. dreamcast it, as I say, when it when it really does fall, when yeah. it hits upon such hard times that it is like bargain basement price. Mm. I'll get one, but I'm not willing to invest in a piece of hardware that I know is dying exactly. and soon to be abandoned. I think you're, you know, I think your 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 feelings are shared by a lot of people. Yeah. Hence, why I think everybody thinks, oh, the price will drop and I'll get one. 
I mean, I mean, I, I, I have to have one for Mario and then Mario Kart. I mean, aside then eventually from Zelda, aside from first party support, it's really dead now. I mean, it's the Nintendo machine, as it always is. It's you've got like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed 4, mm. but it's like the number of platforms in my house that can run Assassin's yeah. Creed 4 and Call of Duty now. It's like <laughs> I can that two I years can after it came out. Yeah, I mean, it's a great game, but it's not. Yeah, no, it's true. But anyway, Mario. We did play Mario, and it's brilliant. It's, it is fantastic. Like I've, I think you and I had a chat about this, Matt. The 2D ones were okay, but mm. I didn't really like them. Whatever it was, they felt, by the numbers, they did feel like... I mean, they felt like sequels. And the best thing about Mario games is they don't feel like sequels. They all feel like new events. Whereas the 2Ds one just felt like, haven't I played this already? And they were okay, and they were fun, and the co-op elements were all right. But, you know, I never... I didn't really didn't get, me get excited. it. No, I didn't get it. And for me to say that about a Mario Nintendo game is, is disgusting. Mario's always Makes an enigma sick. for me. That's it. Mario's <laughs> yeah. always like a weird enigma in the fact that it's always the same, right? It mm. always feels the same but somehow. But they find a way and to... And yet when you play it, it feels fresh and surprising exactly. and magical. Exactly. There you go. And that's true. It doesn't quite make sense in your head how they've done that. Mm. I mean, obviously, Mario Galaxy was quite obvious. It was like, they've done bloody floating <laughs> yeah. space planets. This is mental. Is wonderful. And I don't think 3D World is as impressive as Galaxy. No. no it doesn't have that impact that it does, but it, it does have... Like you say, that magic, that feel of, oh my gosh, Mario. Oh, how, how do I ever play anything that's not a Mario it's game? It's a cool halfway house between yeah. uh, what Galaxy was and what Mario's now become. Because mm. Mario really now has stopped being this sort of uh, pixel-perfect platformer sort of thing and now become a kind of family multiplayer experience sort of thing. That's what? where they've definitely pushed it the last few years, yeah. What's wow, it doing on the, the Wii U? Is there any, anything with the second screen? Um... Well, it depends because you can play it on any any format, any controller format that Nintendo made in the last six yeah. years. I think you can play this on. There are some there are some special things you can do, but we can't talk about that. We can't. No, I mean oh, okay. we, we basically Matt and I played through the first world uh, in co-op. Obviously, you can do it in co-op now, and it did just feel like a classic Mario game with new levels, with a lot of kind of interesting and special touches that make you laugh. But you're doing it with a friend. But, you know, I mean, my favourite part of it, and I played E3 as well, and you saw it actually, perhaps, yeah. when we were there, was when you just go down that waterfall slash lake or slash river on the that back of a, a dinosaur. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, that was... It's just fun really and good. stupid and silly, but done in such a serious way from a development point of view that you can't help but think, man, it's, mm. just, it's just lovely. I agree with you. I don't think it will have the same impact or the same... Uh, you know, t- defining power as Mario Galaxy had. Because you are sort of, you know, if you've played, this is where I get confused, 3D Land on mm-hmm. the 3DS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you play 3D Land, it feels like a spiritual successor to that. But I love that. Well, this is my point. Now, you could say that Mario Galaxy 2 did that, but I think, you know, Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS didn't have as big an impact as Galaxy did. So you have to take all these things into sort of your pot and mix yeah. it up and see where you come out. But t- pushing all that aside, it's a wonderful Mario game. It's a wonderful Wii U game. And it's a game that I'd ha- I have to play. I have to finish it. You know, we're going through it at the moment for review. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how, well, I hope that each level gets more complex and more kind of, you know, interesting the way it kind of takes Mario. Because that's what they always do. You never really know what they're going to do with the levels. They always change yeah. it up. And so even from, you know, way back with Mario 64, that's what they did. Each painting you jumped in, it's like, oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? So hopefully it, they'll do more of that. I mean, we're still early days with it. But it's wonderful. It's lovely. And it just reminds me why I love Nintendo to begin with. And I think if you have a Wii U and you're excited about Mario, keep that emotion up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I really enjoyed it. I think it's great. It reminds me in a lot of ways of like the Lego games of being like fun and varied enough to keep anyone interested, but also easy enough that yeah. you're not going to get really annoyed a lot of people got really annoyed when we made the video in the comments <laughs> we um, made a passing comment about difficulty <laughs> yeah i made a passing comment that i thought <laughs> i kind of thought based on what i played that i it suggested to me it was going to be quite an easy game yeah and i'd stand by that just because it was throwing lives at us like nobody's business mm-hmm. and also i mean one of the main elements with the two-player thing is the way that the bubble works when you die you go into a bubble yeah you just float and, back and you float back Rayman. Like Rayman. Like, it's yeah. like rayman yeah. but the difference is is that in rayman somebody else has to pop the button bubble so it means that if you die, you've got to basically float next to your mate and, and say, get me it. back, get yeah. me back. Otherwise, if they die before yeah. it happens, you lose. Whereas in Mario, you can unpop your own bubble whenever you want. You can get what? popped, but you can unpop it <laughs> yeah. too. The disgust on Dave's face know, it's, at the thought of unpopping. And this is the point, and this is why I kind of got a bit miffed when like thousands of kids in this video we made about Mario Brothers were like, it's not going to be an easy game. How can you say this after only playing it for an hour? It's like, well, because I'm a games journalist. So Yeah, I mean, there's every chance that, <laughs> you doing. know, there's a... There's the secret worlds like they were on 3D Land, I'm sure there'll the be mirror some worlds, stuff, don't or get me wrong. The, be- the levels I always come back to, which were some of my favourite, were in Super Mario Sunshine, when it took away the flood pack, and you had these amazing platform yes, Mario levels, yeah. and they were, I mean, you had to be really good at video games to, be, to do them. They were hard, yeah. They were hard. Now, they may introduce some of that, because they weren't, um, you didn't have to do those. 
in no. Sunshine. You could ignore them. So there may be that end, but you know, if you look at the first world and you take it away and you look at what they did with 3D Land or you know the 2D ones, and it does come across with the sensation. 3D Land has some fucking. Oh no, tough. 3D Land was really really hard. Yeah. But only it was only hard if you did the levels that you didn't have to do. Well, it was the yeah. ones that came along after you finished. That's you right. Kind of, it kind of oh, yeah. The, the, there were the, two sides to yeah, it. The Star really? Worlds after you got through the whole game yeah. are good grief when you're getting chased by that guy who I think it was just Water Mario or Shadow yeah, Mario, yeah, isn't it? I can't like remember Dark now. Mario, something, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. But when you're getting chased by him, my gosh, you've got to be a platforming whiz to get away with that stuff. But they are stuff outside the main game. If, you know, 3D World, Kapow, yep. start nice. giving me better names, Nintendo. Land World, yeah. It's 3D um, Galaxy. It's, it'll do. If 3D World does that, I'll take it. If I have a nice sort of eight-world game where it's nice to play with a friend and then I can go back through them all and get my hardcore edge, then fine, that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to a game like Mario 64... Mario 64 had levels that you had to do that would kick your ass. Well, that's, you that's know, the thing genuinely is, really, really um, tough. That's what I was going to say. Is like, yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people I say when I say it's going to be an easy game, I think they see it as a slur and it's not. No, not at all. Because uh, I, love, I love just games that are fun. Like my yeah, favorite exactly. bit, as you I say, don't like a challenge really that bloody anymore. dinosaur bit, it wasn't hard. Like it was, we kept so messing good. it up but that was because we were stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but true. I had so much fun doing it yeah, yeah, despite exactly. the fact that I never knew, I never felt challenged by it. No, it's not joyful and I think that's the sort of game it's going to be and you know what, that's fucking I'm well up for that. There's plenty of games out there to kick my ass. If I can just have a wonderful magical experience that I get through in a few hours I'm alright with it I, I really gotta say, am I gotta say I do miss and I really wish they would do another kind of 3D Mario kind of over the shoulder like Mario 64 yeah. just because there's something different about playing a Mario game on your own playing with friends and having that fun party experience no, is wicked yeah. mm. but it's simple things in Mario 64 like do you remember that bit um, when you went and you slid down the tunnel and you met the Nessie for the first yeah, time and so then you realised you could jump on his head and steer him round yeah. Yeah. and it's just like that so there was something weird about Mario 64. It wasn't just that it was hard. It was almost like at times, not scary, but the element of exploration and not knowing what was happening. No, there, it had an atmosphere. Yeah, there was a sense of dread to it at times. In this, you know, especially like you know, that infinite staircase you can go up when you haven't got enough stars. Like small things like that. It would... It, you know, it was family friendly, but yeah, it had an edge, hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, this yeah. thing is even. I Gam- think it's sorry. The, the. Sorry, I was going to say, I think it's the co-op aspect that they changed yeah, their their it. approach, don't they? Because yeah, they want 100%. it to be. They want it a family, family, actually, family, family game. To be fair, even actually with uh, Mario Sunshine, like a lot of people liked it. Uh, I didn't really get on with Mario Sunshine, but I think one of the reasons for that was because it did feel to me like it lacked atmosphere in some ways. That's it was what all a bit said, happy they? and yeah. cheery. Where I liked what I liked about Mario sixty four was that he had some really happy stuff, but also. You know, even like going around that massive tall place with the giant Goombas and it came yeah. like higher and higher no, and the wind whistling. Yeah, 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 It had a real sense of place and I like the sense of exploration mm. whereas this, it just feels like you're just a bunch of people just I, rattling through fun little worlds. Exactly. Stuff. It was definitely more of a, for lack, you know, this is not the right term but we use it, more of an adult Mario game. In yeah, the sense which is that, weird. Yeah. Like <laughs> to think back. The kids could still play it. It's like a Disney film, you know. Like I never thought. a Disney film that managed to sort of cater for everyone but still have that adult theme that you don't really get if you're an adult. And the big, the big... When, there was, when you got really shrunk and there were massive gumbas and massive fish. Let's face it, Mario 64 That's is amazing. a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. It really, really is a masterpiece. Have you played Mario 64, yeah. Brad? Okay. Did you imagine like that? that. Yeah, of course okay, I did. Can I you... get worried. <laughs> I'm just thinking back in time now. Imagine, like, at the time, imagine if people said, like, oh, Mario 64, this will be remembered as one of the most adult Mario games in the series. <laughs> yeah. People would have gone, Laugh. fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Starts off with you, like, <laughs> chucking a bomb off a mountain. He's got a crown on his oh, head. Oh, I love that game. It's so such good. a good game. So good. But um, I, and I think uh, it won't be as good as that, but I still think this will be a, you know, a great entry. That's the thing. And I reckon everybody Absolutely knows brilliant. that now. I reckon yeah. everyone knows. It's yeah, not everyone seems be on like board. That. Everyone seems on board with it, though. There's a lot of positive coverage and sort of uh, hope and anticipation for it, which is, is nice. I especially because, like I mean, I've already caned the Rayman games, so I'm looking forward to... Oh, wow, I say I'm looking forward to playing Christmas. I probably won't because I have a Wii U. Mm. Oh, one day. One day in the future. Anyway, moving on. Mm. Yeah, they, there's a lot, a lot of Nintendo love. I'm liking this. It, but I, I always guess, love Nintendo. I guess. Even when they do bad, I love Nintendo. Honestly, 3DS is the console of the year. I agree with that. I keep saying it, and at the moment, it's not going to change. If Zelda goes the way that it's going, then yeah, the 3DS will own everything. So many good 3DS games this year. Mm. I actually said on Twitter, I said, you know, 3DS on the best consoles this year, and somebody went, yeah, it's a shit console though, and the games are all shit. I'm Mm. like, like, are you an idiot? Like, if you actually, if you consider yourself a gamer, as in somebody who likes games, there must games, be something on it that you like. Well, I'm saying, if you, if you think of yourself, default in de- December as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah, many yeah, things. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is, if you think of yourself as a gamer, as in somebody who enjoys playing games, right? And that's mm. what I think the core of it is. It's not about having an Xbox or having a PlayStation. No, it's just you enjoy the it's experience. It's just you yeah. enjoy games. Yeah. If you can look at the 3DS and look at all the games that have come out for the 3DS in the past two years mm. and say the 3DS is rubbish, doesn't have any good games. 
then you're either ignorant or an idiot. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people still there slack must it off. be one. No, no, no. Because it goes from every end there's of the so spectrum. Many. Yeah, Precisely, like if you want like, something that's ridiculously hardcore, you've got Fire Emblem or, or something like that. You've got Fire Emblem, you've got Monster Hunter, yeah. you've got Resident Evil Revelations, which is really good. It's a good, good game, really good. Uh, the raid mode Kid is awesome. Icarus, you've got. Oh, yeah, Kid Icarus um, is good too. You know, Professor Layton's still quite fun. You've but got you, but new it, Ace Attorney. But that way, look at that. Naturally, you've literally started sort of spinning to the other way where you get these more sort of crazy accessible games. Yeah. Like Professor Layton is, is a, it's a puzzle game for everybody. That's what it was made for. They're fun. You know, it's good fun. So, yeah. But um, yeah, just honestly, give the 3DS, 3DS. Get the 3DS a chance. Give it a chance. The Nintendo done it again. The handheld masters. What about the 2DS? 2DS, nah. Well, I mean, it's I great if you're a kid. If you're a kid and you I'm want Pokemon for Christmas, then man, you're going to go nuts for it. It's basically, yeah. if it's for parents that are terrified they're going to break, you can't break that thing. That's you held one. Yeah. You cannot break it. And it's built to last. I got really annoyed about that, about the whole like 2DS thing. But that's just because I've been holding out for... I, a luxury 3DS that's like the DS Lite. Yeah, so I, same. I, I, I think it's the opposite of the Wii U for me. Like, I, I, I think it's got such incredible games on it, but the, the 3D concept never really. I like the 3D. Told me. No, I, I, I didn't. It. I didn't want to pay extra for the 3D stuff yeah. but that isn't really what the 3ds is about even though that's in its well name. that's what it was originally yeah. that's thing and that's when it first came out i think that's out. where some of the hate comes from too and it's maybe that's yeah, when it first came out it was pretty awful and it didn't have any good games I, I mean do like how the 3d it does add a certain something to game the, the 3d mini game is more wicked i don't like it when they use it for, well, no they were cool i do like but i don't I'm, I'm more about the depth that gives it visually than the actual functionality of it like going back to zelda just because it's topical like or i turned it off last night because my battery was dying and i was i was between plug sockets for eight hours yeah. <laughs> so i thought okay well i'll just turn it off to save some battery and it, well, i didn't enjoy it i mean it, it was a, a tiny little difference but i did enjoy it more with that 3d depth it just gives it a nice i think it works when it's used uh properly in terms of not giving too much depth yeah you're I probably a little right, bit yeah. of depth is lovely yeah, yeah well i always have it on sort of three quarters up no one needs to know that there you go. That's how I'm Simon my 3D. Three 3D preference. I only go for a third up. There we go. We're all learning something about each other and our preferences. Oh dear. Anyway, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Nintendo it, love. It, it's not about Nintendo. It's about the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four and well, resolutions. One, yeah, one man in this room has all the answers. To yes, these questions and more. Look at him. Look at, him. Look at Lee, how so, smug he is in the corner. You're, over there. you're in such a minority of people right now, Dave. You, you know, you've, you've caressed these machines. Do 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 do. Even once it's own introduction music that was more like the Terminator the Battlefield 3 it was a little bit although DICE did steal that from the Terminator sorry DICE but you did so yeah Xbox One and PS4 I think everyone knows already by by the uh, they want to hear it from your Mm -hmm. voice what do they want to hear go on guide me through what I should be saying what's Battlefield 4 like on next gen machines Battlefield 4 next gen is very good it's very good and people keep asking me what's the difference between next gen and PC there are subtle differences between the next gen and absolute top end PC Mm. versions the difference, you know what? If you play Battlefield 4 on PS4, you will not complain. You will go, this game looks amazing. Um, yeah, well, I there mean, are subtle differences in like the lighting and the particle effects. They're turned down slightly, slightly less particle effects on next gen. But really, I we mean, did. I mean, we did a comparison vid uh, mm. between the PS4 and the Xbox One versions. Although it should be noted actually that since then, one of the guys from Dice has yeah, tweeted come out, haven't they? Instead, saying yeah. that there's going to be a day one patch for Xbox mm. One. There's a shock. Um, but <laughs> little dig there, Dave. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like our our overall assessment was they both look very nice like well, that was they do well, yeah i yeah. mean the the video that we've got it was shot obviously at 720p 30 frames mm-hmm. a second the difference really comes when you play on a 1080p yeah. tv now it's come out since there are other reports saying that perhaps the ps4 version is 900p when i was watching it i wouldn't have been able to tell that it was lower than that's the thing is all this p it, stuff who's got the eyes for it i know it yeah, looked it, it looked amazing because I, I i um played the xbox one version and i came away uh being able to admire what they've done with next gen, but also there's that sense of it didn't feel like as big a step up as it as I was perhaps imagining yeah, it to be. Yeah, a lot of people because there were the jaggies, because of the lower resolution, you could tell it was upscaling. I didn't know what from I assumed it was 720p. I assume it still is 720p. Then we played PS4, and, and the the difference is instantly now. You can notice it straight away. And that it was wasn't just say, like wasn't there were a couple of us <laughs> in the room that were saying that. We we're all talking about how the difference is. Yeah. Whether that extends onto other games, was it just a Battlefield 4 thing? It sounds like it might extend onto other games yeah. as well. <laughs> what could you possibly be talking about? Then? I don't know don't what I'm talking about. Don't say it. Just there, tease and move on. There's a, there's a, yeah, there, there are other games coming out tease on all and of these platforms. Yeah. 
that may be in the same situation. I'm going to move on. Move on, please move to, on. Uh, to, but my, yeah, oh, um, I did it. It's my bad. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we've been talking about this briefly in the office. It's put me in a funny situation because, yeah. as you said on the video, I've, I've always leaned towards Xbox because that's where my friends are. I prefer the network and I love the achievements. Um, but going ahead, I don't know whether this is going to be a long-term thing where the resolutions are going to happen for years, there's going to mm. be a big difference, or whether it's just a problem at launch. Uh, I'm hoping it is. Well, it seems but, like Xbox are just leaning so heavily on this cloud solution to really kind of oh, ramp yeah, up things. It does sound like it. And I'm, yeah. The thing is, I've gone from being really excited by that because the problem is, if they're not careful, they'll end up like the PlayStation with the cell of having like... What expecting game devs to specifically create I mean, yeah, functions yeah. for a system that, and I mean, that the thing is, that would have worked and would work because it still, still might be the case if the Xbox goes on to sell vastly more than any other yeah, console. Even, yeah, there's got to be a bigger reason. But if they don't, then if it just ends up being like a bit more at first, then it means that. Because the problem yeah. is, it's about what happens in the month of launch. Mm. Yeah. If the Xbox One sells shitloads immediately, then devs will go, okay, bat in the hatches, let's start working on this cloud stuff. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then what's going to happen is the same as what happened with the Wii U. I'd about to say, the Wii U is perfect. If that had yeah. sold triple, more than that, ten times, everyone going, man, okay. figure out stuff out. But when they don't, even EA said it. Why are we going to make games for that? No it's point. Just, it's just it's the same with Xbox you know? One. I totally agree. It's just, you've got to be harsh about it sometimes. But. And yeah, it's weird for people who are holding off purchasing and, and here one of the big differences are the things that the Xbox can do with this cloud network. It's a shame there isn't anything in the launch window that they can go, well, there, that's, that's exactly what we're using it for. And I've got to say, the whole uh, Timefall thing just feels really bait and switch to me. Um, I, I was really unimpressed by that. I, that's the news. Is anybody else night, right? not... It's a bit coincidental, isn't it? That the day all this nonsense about Battlefield yeah. 4 comes out, EA and Xbox go, oh, by the way, Titanfall's never coming out for the PS4. That seems very coincidental to me. Like the weird quote they had? It was um, not in the light, in, in its lifetime or something? What, but, it was, yeah, what's his name? Some strange uh, Zampella. There's some weird Who's the one that on. left? West left, didn't he? Yeah, Zampella, Zampella tweeted. Zampella tweeted, saying, I literally only just found out about this pretty much. That then, sounds, there was a, then there was a sad face on the end of the yep. tweet. That sounds like, like oh, to me, right. this is an exact. Right. You see all this, oh, Xbox yeah. One doesn't look good, but well, if you, you can't get time for anything <laughs> else, so fuck you. Like, you know, that, it seems very coincidental the whole thing to me. It's just, I don't know. And, yeah. um, but it's, it's more the fact that Titanfall is. And also because Dembella said that he didn't even know about the whole exclusivity thing. Yeah, he's, right. he said he literally found out recently. He didn't say what, well, but recently sounds like to me that this was a. Right, everything I'm about to say is completely speculative. Yeah. But. If you see all this nonsense come out about visuals, which it doesn't matter what it matters to sort of the minority, a lot of people give a shit about visuals. Yeah. Uh, and then they need something. Go on, no, go on. Go I was going to say, but they must have known about this in advance. They had a statement prepared. I think, I can't remember who it was. I don't want to name the outlet because I might get it wrong. But they had a statement prepared saying, oh, it's up to developers to choose resolutions. Hmm. So they must have known that this was going to kick off this yeah. week. And, and then all of a sudden, this Timefall news yeah. comes out. That just sounds to me like a lot of. For so long, you, though, something changed hands for so long, though, to my, make sure that they had an exclusive Microsoft in Microsoft have been jumping to the defensive, going on forums, commenting, saying, oh, Xbox One is powerful, blah, 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 blah. But well, now the truth is out there. Games are performing it's better. It's like on, a really shit X-Files episode. Games are performing better on PS4. And, and I don't know what they can do now because they've jumped to the defensive so long, it's now going to get to a case of, well, now you're just... I, what can you do? You mm. can't really win from this situation. It's best to... They, they've always said, wait till the games are here and then make your mo- own mind up. And that's kind of been their defence mechanism up for now. the last few months. Yeah. The games are now here, and frankly, they look better on PS4. So I don't really know... I think it could be a total disaster for Microsoft. This, this, these initial launch games... <laughs> there you go. Honestly, total I, I disaster, just, I think David's Campbell. The, the time for news is just frustrating because a lot of people are going to be... you know, If you're looking to be an Xbox fan, then it's going to be like, yes, well, the Xbox has Titanfall. It's a lazy way... Of pushing your console forwards in comparison to well, no, PlayStation, also, I mean, as I say, it's just chucking money to get to get. An well, no, that's say, always been the way. I know, no, but, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Well, no, I, I disagree. I think I'm with someone on this. It has always been the way, and I've got no problem with that. No. Right? What I've got a problem with is the bait and switch. Is the fact that yeah. all of the TV adverts for Xbox really heavily focus on Titanfall, mm. a game which is not out till March. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is it's not true. out for five months. <laughs> well, they've also. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like they're going buy an Xbox One. Play Titanfall exclusively in like almost half a year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The, fin- I mean, that's the just financials, a joke. EA's financials last night, they said they're always on track for Titanfall for March, April, or May, around that period. But they managed to bring it ahead to, to March, managed to nail that down. And I get the impression it's because Microsoft can now go in our launch window, yeah. we have Titanfall. 
That's going to be the marketing thing. Well, because if it was April or May, that would have just pushed it beyond that's that. Six little months is the launch window, isn't it? Which is always bollocks. Well, six months would still extend to May, wouldn't yeah, it? Well, but it's true, just yeah. it's just that little bit further beyond that you can kind of get yeah. away with. I think. Yeah, um, the whole thing just seems fuzzy to me, and I do think it does actually. This laziness is key here, um, but actually on the PlayStation side to do with tech, I think it's actually panning out really well for PlayStation at the moment because of that RAM, because of that basically well, super speed RAM, because what's happened is um, that the Xbox, I think the games by next year will probably look like identical. Yeah, I think they'll catch up. Even better, idea. maybe. Yeah. But the problem is people are trying to optimise games for hardware mm. on these two new bits of hardware and they haven't had much time to try and optimise them. Yeah. So it's just a case of fudging it. It's just a case of just chuck it all in the box and make it run as well as you can. Mm. And the problem is with the Xbox thing is there isn't much room uh, for just... There isn't much brute power going on there. It's a powerful bit of machine, but they're really relying on this cloud system this, yeah, this uh, for, for fixing things in the future. But because the PlayStation 4 has this phenomenally expensive type of RAM in it and lots of it it just means that basically shove it into the box and go oh it doesn't run very well oh sorry just chuck more RAM in it <laughs> because to a degree you can just chuck more RAM yeah. in it and it means that things are immediately working better on the PS4 and, and I think it might actually do them such like I don't know I think it could be a really big deal but it screens of a developer that's learned a lesson because you mentioned the cell process they're like oh cell's going to be amazing and all the developers went what the flip is this I don't get this whereas now here's a fuckload of RAM couldn't agree more more Mm. developers know what to do with that that's like your concrete you know you you cement the mix of mortar it just sounds like Sony from a price point of view from a technical point of view I haven't used the OS so I don't know but I'm going to assume they've learned from that and the horrible cross media bar um it just sounds like they've learned a lesson from the PS3. I could not agree is, more. I think know. they've been technically humbled. I, mm. I suspect what's happened with the Xbox One, because they had all this talk when the Xbox One came out and everyone went, I don't like it, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> uh, they went, guys, we've had thousands of the world's best scientists working this out. And you know, I think that's part of the problem. I think the Xbox One has been designed by a committee of very, very smart technical people, mm-hmm. right, who have aimed to make an incredible piece of hardware. And that's great. That's fine. But I get the impression that that was how the PlayStation 3 came about. That's a very good point. And I think what's happened with the PlayStation 3, again, this is all just speculation, but I would not be surprised if it was just simply a case of Sony having meetings with all the top devs and going, what do you want? Yeah. Well, then, as you say, they're, the just, going, they it, they're they? just going, RAM, please. <laughs> just shitloads of RAM. <laughs> By the time they've worked it out, though, is there not a fear that it'll just be too late? Because well, right, yeah, so there's, two, there's two cross-platform games for the next-gen launch that are probably the biggest games, Battlefield, Call of Duty, can't say much because I don't know. But the rumour is, is that Call of Duty suffers from much the same thing. That's the rumour on all the forums at the moment. If those two games come out and one performs noticeably better on PS4, and they are the games that everyone is buying these consoles yeah, for... Yeah, it will make a massive dent. People are going to go, well, fuck Xbox. Like, yeah, and that, is that quick? That will happen. It that will, will happen. And, and it's weird because for, for so long, Xbox and Call of Duty have been so associated for years. Mm. Yeah. And, and if the rumour turns out to be true... And it does perform better on PS4. I mean, what, what, what's going on there? Battlefield as well, they've been pushing that heavily and I think, on Xbox. I one. think, and, you know, one of the things we have to bear in mind is when the shift originally occurred from the PlayStation 3 to the Xbox 360, and we talked about this before, it was a really slow shift. It was a cultural mm. shift. Yeah. And I remember being around for when that happened, of having people gradually going, no, 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 I'm not getting Xbox 360. Why? Because PlayStation's the best? Because PlayStation yeah. was the best. Yeah. And there was no arguing with people who thought that. That mm. was just what they believed. Mm. And of course, a lot of those people never went away. But an awful lot of people gradually went, oh, well, actually, Xbox is pretty good. I'm going to get one of them. Yeah. Once people believe something, it's very hard to and take it, but it, but it, it was the, it was It changed in public perception as well. It yeah. wasn't, do you play PlayStation? It became, do you play Xbox? Yeah, that happened. Absolutely. Microsoft mm. dominated the living room. But, and I think this is the really vital thing, the difference in the situation was when that happened, Xbox was still nothing. It was nobody. I mean, hardcore gamers knew what Xbox was, but apart from that, it was just... The original one. Yeah, the, yeah, well, yeah. the Xbox 360 even. like It was still, it started out as nothing. Mm. And it was basically Xbox was trying to launch itself as a brand. And Sony was so established Oh yeah, massively. Point, which meant they had a very uphill battle. But I think the battle this time is different because I think Sony, Microsoft's sitting there going, we've, we've probably got this one. Well, that's what they were thinking six months ago. I don't yeah. know what they're thinking now. But actually, it's so much easier because Sony is so established. It's not like... The, the battle, I think a lot of people look at it the same way, but it's not. I think really all Sony have to do is say, do you want to come back? Because there's so many people who are hardcore Xbox fans now, have been Xbox fans for the past yeah. 10 years, used to be PlayStation fans. I don't think Sony's done things perfectly. Up till now, it's obviously been the war of the words. And uh, I think... Public perception's been with them as well, hasn't oh, I, it? Oh, no, so, totally. But yeah. I think that they've said, they've conveniently 
position certain things in yeah, a certain well, way that then they haven't told oh, the entire yeah, no. truth about certain no, things. Absolutely. And it's worked out very well for them. Now the point is it's obviously all about the games and and as as we said just now, I, I their ad campaign is so fucking savvy though. That ad uh, with the across the generations of showing well, you it's all about yeah, remember how good PlayStation it's nostalgia was. Again. It's nostalgia again. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is that they don't get all that PS3 bollocks. Remember all that? <laughs> the Xbox really 360 good, had the challenge of trying to introduce itself as a brand new brand and that was better than and your right. favourite brand. And it did it. Yeah, All right. PlayStation have to do to snake, pull this one back is say, do you remember how good PlayStation yeah. was? Yeah, no, you're <laughs> they, right. they did miss out the point in that advert where the guy purchased for 360 to play Halo 3 yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> quite glossed over that. But yeah, and the you, guy played Resident 4 on a PS2 and yeah. 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 No, but yeah, I, honestly, I think it's anybody's. It's quite exciting. But this is what annoys me is I think this is what's interesting. When you start talking about the RAM, the cloud, the, the business conversations that may or may not be happening. Mm. I think this console war is a fascinating one. I just find it utterly depressing that the internet largely seems to be fixating around resolutions. But do you know why it is, though? Yeah. I was talking about this morning, and we mentioned this a few weeks back, but just to go over it again, it's because you jumped to Nintendo 64, you know, PlayStation, it's 3D, it's 3D graphics. You jumped to 360 PS3, it was HD graphics. What's the jump this time? Oh, we got more tech. You know, we got more tech. So what's the easiest thing you can pull out of that? What looks better? That's the yeah. easy thing you pull yeah. out. Because when you jump from your Xbox to your Xbox 360 and you flick that switch and you see something in 720p, you go, my gosh, it looks be good. Honest, this should be 1080. Everything well, yeah, but it should be 1080. It, I know, but that's what I mean. Console. But that's what and people, they were less, they were more forgiving then because if you played, I can't think of any cross-gen games now, but whatever. If you played that on the Xbox and you play it on the Xbox 360 or PS2 and PS3, instantly you go, my gosh, that looks good. Gun. You know, I've seen it. But now, it's just, well, we're more powerful than the ones we did before. So the easiest thing you can grab onto is, it looks better on PS4, therefore PS4. Because people, they love that. They like to justify their purchase. They like to know that we're well, going through some kind of early a change. Purchase, and that's what definitely. It is. I mean, it's yeah. like people who went out and bought Blu-ray week one. Anyone who's got like 300, 400 quid to drop on a box like this, mm. they are going to be tech heads. And no, they're, yeah. They're, they're going to be yeah, the sort of people of who course. literally will, you know... You know, they're not just going to be somebody who goes down to the shops and goes, oh, I'm going to buy a HD telly. Why? Oh, because I want a HD telly. Mm. I'll just get one no, off the shelf. They'll know all the... They're the people who yeah. go and say, hmm, well, I'm either going to get this model of Samsung or I'm going to get Sony Bravia. Like, they're people who actually, like, you know, yeah, yeah. tech heads who've research done their research. It, yeah. um, and I think that in the second wave of sales, when they're a bit cheaper and people are just going, going to buy an Xbox... I don't know, times are tough. Times have been tough for the past yeah. seven yeah. years. Then it becomes about brand, doesn't it? I think it's difficult. Yeah. You know, I think not as many people this generation have the money to just go out and drop 400 quid on a new box. No. It's made things interesting. I think the games are more are, are better on Xbox, but I think that obviously the performance of the multi-platforms... And early day. Also, before, be before we get too off track, Battlefield 4 is really good, right? Battlefield 4 is really good. <laughs> really yes, good. Sorry, yeah, yeah back to Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, when, uh, when I was playing it... Oh, on... God, I think we just did what all YouTube comments do. We start talking about Battlefield 4 <laughs> yeah, and then we send it to... Yeah. Well, PlayStation <laughs> is actually better. So, uh, oh, God. God. You're right. <laughs> what we Internet always oh, wins. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> when you play it on Next Gen, um, you, you don't really appreciate the jump so much when you just go straight to playing a game on next gen you don't see the visual tweaks and all that, that no of course offers. you don't uh, and then I went back to the current gen afterwards and, and yeah massive step up um, well having said that the current gen version does a good job yeah, like, we thought when we installed the yeah I mean we gave it a hard time without the HD textures but the single yeah. player in that game the opening sequence looks incredible I don't know how they've managed but you, to do you it you enjoyed the campaign more than other Battlefield campaigns correct I mean the multiplayer is I think universally understood is brilliant yeah still absolutely but the campaign is a step up as well correct? the campaign is, is as good as Battlefield's ever been I think you know mm. I, I don't know if it's better than Bad Company 2's campaign that was probably one that stands out as being my favourite one yeah um, it's a hell of a lot better than 3 is that would it, you agree? Back in it, four. No, yeah, four. Sorry, Battlefield Four. That's the one. Oh, you've Battlefield done three. it now. Yeah, I'm Battlefield. Company Battlefield four. four confirmed. Yeah, yeah, first. <laughs> no What's three. <laughs> We're going straight to four. Battlefield Four's campaign is better than Battlefield Three, but it is not as good as it should be in a game of that caliber. It should be, you know, the, the story is very weak. We had this big discussion yesterday, me and you, Matt. Um, yeah, yeah. If you actually, to be video. honest, if yeah, we've actually in terms of Battlefield Four, well, it's a good job we'll keep it light on that because we've just spent about fifteen minutes yeah. talking about consoles. It was amazing how that happened, though. It was a good chat, though. It was a good yeah. chat. Um, but, but Battlefield Four's good. That's good. Battlefield Four's good. Happy. And actually, we've go. got loads of videos about Battlefield Four. Yeah, campaign. Yeah. Campaign is it better? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Evolution for all tastes. Sort of, I would say. Yeah, Battle for all tastes to say the least. Tastes. Yeah, you got a video with Dave talking about the campaign specifically. So much I've done this last week. Got stuff about the evolutions and how the, the maps evolve. We've got loads of stuff. We've got. Evolution's great, by the way. 
I hope they push that for the next one. The, the big scale destruction yeah, stuff. Because like for so long they've always done the Bad Company Two thing of the little houses and all that yeah. falling down. That's fine. Bring a bloody skyscraper down. <laughs> Bring all the Come bloody on. dams down. Get I, it going. I loved it with some of the DLC for Black Ops Two. They were just like. Hey guys, look. <laughs> <laughs> There's like oh God, the volcano yeah. erupts in this level and some lava goes on the streets. <laughs> I remember it is like ghosts push the pile of logs down. In the yeah, Black Ops brilliant. 2 demos before it came out, they showed a level in a chopper and it was like, we can knock these trees down. And they started <laughs> shooting and the trees kind of fell and they kind of felt as if they'd been split in half yeah. and fell over. Everyone just wanted to oh, go. Battlefield Don't. does that. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah but it's just funny. It's like, like you know down. what? Like, I had much more respect for Call of Duty when it was just adamantly doing its own thing mm. and not trying to do any of that stuff. Apparently, Ghost goes back to that. But I'm, I'm glad. But it's kind of like when they started trying to do that, it was the equivalent of like having some sort of like, you know, a son, a daughter and the daughter's an auteur and she's just done this incredible oil painting and then you're just like, oh, this is fantastic work, Tabitha. And then Davey like pops up with his crayon drawing, goes, look what I've done. <laughs> and it is like, what an analogy. It is like Dave, like, that's, that's a good effort, but you should probably. <laughs> Why do you use Dave? Is the, <laughs> oh, I understand. I think Brad was supposed you to be, be you. Tabitha, Brad. I'm Tabitha. Tabitha. You're Tabitha. Yeah, so I didn't want to <laughs> use your name, yeah. Chris. Uh, but yeah, it's just embarrassing. It's just like, come on, you're making a fool of yourself. Yeah, you're, the big, your you're the big up. boy in the yard. Get on with it. Yeah. Um, there we go. Wow. What so, yeah, a conversation. If you want a great multiplayer game, <laughs> obviously you're going to buy it. Yeah. And yeah, next gen it looks amazing. If you get a next gen console, I would definitely recommend Battlefield. So, there you go. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm increasingly, I don't know, I'm tempted to get a PS4 just to get a PS4 with some stuff like this. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, any other games for any other games? What have you been playing, Chris? Uh, not a lot, really. I spent most yesterday uh, with Battlefield 4 as well, to be honest. Um, I don't really want to go over that ground again. We'll get, we'll get all console mad again. Um, Nothing wrong no, with consoles. No, it's brilliant. Um, no, I have a, a, a quiet a week, I think. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, so before, we, before we left the podcast last week, we did mention some stuff about Batman. Ah, I think yeah. we said, we'll oh, touch yeah, on Batman. very briefly. I mean, I've, I've, I've ranted on for far too long anyway, but... Uh, I don't know if you did so we, we had a big rant about Batman and then we got to our desks and hey our copy of Batman had turned up oh, yeah. <laughs> not from Warner Brothers I'd like to point out yeah uh, a pre-ordered version and, and you know I've I, I played it now I'm a big Batman fan um, I don't think that's a, a secret I think I actually think I reviewed it in a Batman polo shirt which was not intentional <laughs> I just happened to wear it that day um, but I mean, here's the thing and I think most people know now it's come out of there it's, it's a very very good version of somebody else's game and I think that sums it up you know, really perfectly. If you like that Batman world, if you like what Rocksteady did with it, and you don't mind a subpar version, then Arkham Origins is I just have no desire you. to play it. I've bought it. I bought yeah. it. And, and it's, I just feel like, I don't know why, I look that at the box. Up, and I'm like, yeah. I was just going to say that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I bought this game. Not Full price. <laughs> you know. Bad. I just look at it and think, have you opened the I've box? Played, no, I look. I've played you this should, before. Oh, I only played this two years ago. You it's should really, really start saving money. I know. Um, just do something. I yeah, saw it on Amazon. It was 30 quid. Secret millionaire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is really, honestly, I do think it's a really good game, but you know, everything they try and do, you just you do think Rockstar do it better. Rockstar mm. do it better. And I think they know that. I think they've deliberately thought if we just keep it as much like the other one as possible, that way we'll get by sort of kind of unscraped and, and maybe we can do something. Yeah, else you can, I guess forward. you can see why but, some people have found that more greasy it does seem like, like, it lacks um, inspiration I think you could say is but this the team's first game yeah I think it is I said this, but somebody, Montreal, right? apparently they ported the other ones to Wii U yeah, or no, PC I don't mean or something I mean, I mean like their first proper game that they've made yes I think so right and I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I can't pretend that I did. There were certain moments in it that made me, you know, fist pump. So as a first so. go, it's not, it's not a bad first I think it, I don't think it's really good, but I, I don't want people to, 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 you know, if you're not a massive Batman fan, I don't think you run out and buy this. I think you should wait till it drops in price. Mm. But at the same time, I think if you do like the Batman games and you enjoy Batman and you enjoy the lore that it teaches and the franchise and stuff like that, you'll have a great time with it because it deliberately you know, is made for Batman fans. Is it as enjoyable as Arkham City? You say no, Arkham City Arkham a better game. Right. I, I just feel like I'd, I'd pretty much finished after Arkham City because I loved Asylum. That's fine. I got to City and it kind of, it was I that kind of best yeah. hits. It threw everything about mm. Batman into one game. I was like, yeah. all right, okay, let's, let's, let's see all the I, I, didn't, um, I didn't get on as well with City 
And so I'll, I'll definitely give this a miss because... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't like it. I loved mm. Arkham Asylum. Mm. I thought it was amazingly paced. Yeah, I agree. It actually reminded me of Metroid, a Super yes. Metroid in a way. Yes, I totally agree. Um, but the City just felt a bit thinner for me. Uh, it had some really nice touches. Mm. Uh, I loved the stuff like that you... Some of the little side bits, like the Mad Hatter bit, oh. just yeah. threw me off. What killed so much. I didn't know what was happening and it, it was amazing. And that's... You've, you've hit the nail straight on the head. That's yes. right, right? Yes, yes. yes. Game phrases, right? <laughs> Is that within the first two hours, maybe three hours of this game... Warner Brothers Munchfield feel obliged to try and do something similar and that is the key word it's identical and you're like well this doesn't mean anything to me now yeah. because I've done yeah. this I, I appreciate that you're trying to, to give me that same sensation but you can't take somebody else's idea verbatim and, and expect me yeah. to get I guess made this is the it. thing and I, I mean it hasn't reviewed terribly well across the board up and down um, my gosh is up and down I think it's interesting because there has been quite a big fan backlash to a lot of the negative reviews I've read a lot of yeah, people have been like oh usual. fuck you you don't understand That's, that is the usual mm. but I think as you say with this the Batman fan thing it's kind of important uh, I'm not saying like massively biased or anything but I think it's one of these games where I'm not going to bother with it because I'm not I'm not a Batman fan. Mm. Having said that, like playing Arkham like made me feel like a Batman fan. Yeah, yeah. But it's temporary. Yeah. And I guess it's like in the comic world, it's the equivalent of like people like me are the sort of people who like read, you know, read The, the Dark Knight the and York. read that, you know, the classic, no, what's it called? The, the, the Death of the Dark Knight? What's it called? That classic. Dark Knight Returns, year one. No, the classic black and white comic of the, the Dark about Batman being an old man. Like, you know, That's Dark Knight Returns. Is that Knight Returns? Yeah, Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, people like me will read The Dark Knight Returns yeah. and we'll go, oh, this is a masterpiece. Um, but then other people will just read all the Batman comics. Yeah. Even if I, they're a bit shit. That's a wonderful, wonderful comparison, actually. And I think the media are kind of treating it as if it's like, you know, as they have to. And I think it's... Yeah, no, thing. it's more than fair. It's more than um, fair. Comparing it to that stuff. But then it's funny because actually, as you say, I think in a way your review is actually more representative for like, you know, fat, big Batman fans in terms yeah, of being like... Yeah, I said like, much in it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's kind of good though because it's like... I don't, I think, don't think it's a bad game from what I've seen of it. Mm. But I also think it's not like... I think what was so hard about it is that Arkham Asylum was just such a good game. Mm. You didn't need to like Batman. It was just like... Well, the best game of fantastic. the year, Yeah, I, I totally um, agree. But now it's like, you know, yeah, you've got to like Batman. I think, oh God, I, was just say, I think that's a, a good example of reviews being subjective and picking the reviewers that exactly. suit you. Because, you know, if you're a big Batman fan, then you read a review from a big Batman fan. And that's fan. why I mentioned it in the, the review, because I wanted absolutely. people to, to know that. And the, the other two ways I look at it are, I forgot my second way, hopefully it'll come back to me. The, f- <laughs> <laughs> the first way is, if this had been the first Batman game in this trilogy, everyone would have been up in arms about it. Because the mechanics are that good. And, you know, Warner Brothers, Montreal have done a fantastic job in, you know, making sure they carry that legacy mm. over. It just feels yeah. uninspired because it is uninspired. It's somebody else's inspiration. Therefore, you don't get it. And the other thing is a lot of people go, well, if Batman wasn't in it, it'd be rubbish. But he is in it. And then you have to take that into account. He is in it. Therefore, if you like Batman, you are going to probably enjoy this Batman game. Also, I've said this so much now. I say it again, people forget the last flipping Batman games we used to get were Rise of Tinsu. Go and play Rise <laughs> of fucking Tinsu and tell me you don't like Batman Arkham Origins. You'll be like... It's, it's the equivalent of playing, uh, what was that awful midway shooting game, Hour of Victory. It's like playing Hour of Victory and then play Battlefield <laughs> With the 4. Ladders. Yeah. Like, do you know about that? We talk about this, haven't we? Hour of Victory. Yeah, you had to yeah, pick the class to climb ladders. <laughs> we'll move on. Batman Arkham Origins is, is good for the people that it's meant to be good I for. Have I have a very important question for more reasons than one. Yes. Do you ever get in the Batmobile? No, you get in the Batwing, but you can't control it. Oh, you Although, don't get in the there is a rumor. I'm not going to say where this rumour came from. This is a schoolyard thing, isn't it? It is very, very schoolyard. (laughs) The game Rocksteady are working on for next-generation consoles is a proper open-world Batman game in Gotham City where the way you get to and from is in the Batmobile. Now, if that that come from? They did that in Lego, didn't they? I told you, schoolyard gossip. Jeez, Dave. (laughs) Now, if that is... His friend Stephen (laughs) told told by his friend Tabitha. (laughs) And Tabitha's dad works for for Batman. Works for Xbox. If that is what they are doing, then my life expectancy is very short because I'll die after playing that. That would be too good. Will not just be Grand Theft Batman? Yes! Give me that game! Give me it! I don't know if I'd want that i don't know if i fancy it we'll see anyway let's let's move forward into move past forward. just new yeah so i think it's now is a good time uh for, well, should we have a quick update on the competition uh yes it's questions? the we've got one one week left we're gonna be one announcing week. the winner on next week's podcast so Very excited about this good uh, luck there's a forum thread um on the forums surprisingly where mm-hmm. you can send <laughs> pictures of pokemon and win games Absolutely. and we're going to be doing a kind of a video highlighting our favourite ones this week absolutely we will be getting on that because uh, there's been some, some amazing terrifying yeah I think um, this yeah, is one of, one of the more kind of 
terrifying ranges yeah. of drawings we received. But I like that. Um, if you haven't entered already, then do go over to the Video Gamer forums. And if you go into the podcast section, then I think it's called like Member of the Month October. Yep. Um, we should probably just put the name of the competition in the threads, actually. It makes more sense. Because I Pokemon. always Pokemon. Okay, because yeah. I forget. Tourette's. I forget what month it is. It's yeah, got I do. Can I do one? Yeah, of course you can. Do. I mean, you I can't, might, you I can't win, win though because you're an employer video. I game. might do a Poker Mango, and it's just a mango in, as a Pokemon. Please do. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Have you taken <laughs> you your medicine? Any, <laughs> if you have any ideas as as good as that one? Um, then wow, wow. Just don't bother. <laughs> you just level up your mango. I want to play a mango RPG now, Dave. A mango yeah. RPG? Yeah, well, you level yeah. up a mango. Yeah. You could like put your points into like tanginess or sweetness. Or sounds like cookie Firmness. Cookie. Firmness. Mm. And you go around asking questions. No one's questions. a firm mango. You could do like a... Is that another thing that has to be ripe? Is that watermelon? Uh, no, yeah. I think the firmness wouldn't be like something you'd level up. It would be like a meter. You'd have to okay. like keep it in the green zone. Right. Yeah. Okay. You want to be a bit firm. Yeah, exactly. Not too You could firm. do like a mystery thriller. It's like, where'd that mango... Like, oh, oh fuck's sake. What, right, whatever we're doing next, please start it now. Yeah. Just whatever is next, just, just go. Um, I'm just leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving the building. Oh, that man Forever. Oh, uh, now let's have some questions before Dave does another pun. Right, okay. Well, <laughs> I just realised as well, I, I've been asked uh, off the cuff question that we'll get to afterwards, but remind me to ask you because I promise that I'd ask you. Okay, well, we've, we've got a, a, a few questions here from the forums and Twitter. Um, some of them going for a bit of a Halloween theme. Yeah, we should say actually, um, if you do want to ask us questions, we do our best to read out a bunch of the best ones however if you um, if you've got questions you want to ask us that are a bit longer then do go onto the forum yeah. um, we have got a forum thread which is basically ask us stuff in the podcast uh, because sometimes we get people who tweet like five or six tweets and it's just like oh god I can't read all that stuff out mm. if you've got something quick and simple do it on Twitter but otherwise if you've genuinely got a question that's a bit more in depth then the best thing go on the forum ask us and we will answer yeah okay so uh, first question <laughs> comes from <laughs> There's a shout out for okay, you, okay. Major Dave. Right, uh, don't answer too quickly on this one because you might you might get in trouble. So uh, here we are. If you could punch another member of the video gamer staff in the face <laughs> and were 100% guaranteed not to get caught, would you do it? No need to name names, just a simple yes right, well, or no will suffice. I got, not get caught, <laughs> do you mean no repercussions as well? Yes. So the other person's not offended or upset or hurt or anything like they, that? I, I'm going to say they don't even know it was you. They'll, they will be hurt because they'll have been punched in the face. And that's usually I quite do it. I think universally that would be a yes, Dave. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think we do It depends do what that. mood I'm in. No, most, well, it depends what mood other people are, I think. Yeah, other I mean, well, most though. days, I think the, the person, people might kind of, you know, vary from day to day, but most days, definitely, yeah. I, I think it's four or five, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a lot of people I've punched. But I'm a horrible person, so then, you know, whatever. <laughs> you guys are mean. Um, moving <laughs> yep. on to Twitter, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and forth, uh, keep things mixed up. Uh, this, more of a Halloween one here from Simon Marshall. Have you ever switched off a game after being too scared? Yes. Just, Immediately, every off. game that's supposed to be scary, I usually can't get through. Condemns the first one that switched to mind. I, I Terrifying. I don't think I've ever switched the game off just straight away, but I, I am. I am one of those guys that abuses the pause menu. So, oh no, this is scary. I'll just mm. have a pause, have a little a sip of my cup of tea, and then we'll we'll come back Resident to it. Resident Evil again. on the GameCube when that when the zombie first I think a looked lot, at a me, lot I was like, oh no, I was, I was looked at you. I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. Because <laughs> well, I've told this story. On, I've told this story on the podcast before. I'm sure it was when Game did their 10 day return. So I bought Resident Evil on GameCube, thinking, oh yeah, I'm man enough to play through this now, being 15 right. years old, yep. and uh, got to the first zombie, turned the GameCube straight off, <laughs> took the game back to the shop the next day, and Sorry. said, oh, I've finished it already. It's too easy, it's way yeah. too easy. I remember Eternal Darkness really freaked me out, Yeah, it did. Like, to the point I had to turn it off. That bit where it flashed to her in the bath, it was full of blood, and then oh, flashed back, shit, work, fuck this game. That, I mean, uh, that yeah, game really... was genius. No one's, no, very few games have done it since, of, like, it no. kind of chips away at you. Yeah, like, exactly, that's exactly right. 100%. None of it's like that scary on its own. It's just the way it gradually. Amnesia does that as well. Yeah, actually. a constant sense of foreboding. Yeah. yeah, I think like, the early parts of Amnesia, before you start literally just getting chased by horrible things, yeah. the, the build up of the tension. I think a machine, a machine for pigs, the first half of that game does that really, really well. Yeah, I think the only one for me that I've ever actually kind of switched off. Um, <sighs> I'm trying to remember. Actually, I don't think I have done that, but I think I would have done that. I think when we first started, I did a little live stream playing Slender. 
uh, mm. when I first started working at Video Gamer, and which now, unfortunately, Twitch has deleted because it's gone out of archive rate, so it, n- it never exists. Oh, never mind. Um, but I think if I wasn't playing that online with people watching me, I would have totally quit the I'm fuck out. I'm never going to play that. Because like, I played it and it scared the hell out of me. I was, I was genuinely, I did not like the, it. The actual, all. the full game came out yesterday and it's Slender the Arrival, isn't, wasn't the, the kind of one where you went around the forest getting yes. those pages, like yeah. the prelude to that kind of? Yeah, it was like a big I just don't like it. I find it interesting from a design perspective. I can see why it's good, why it's clever. Mm. And, you know, I, think, I remember when I first walked off and thought, well, I don't want to do this, and then walked into a fence. I was like, oh, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody what fence. What was that Sony game where you could see the person looking at you? Siren. Is that Siren? Forbidden Siren, yeah. Siren. <laughs> impossible to play. <laughs> Literally impossible With to play. With the cop. Too scary. The cop yeah. trying to find you in that house. Yeah, too scary. Yeah, yeah, I, too I, scary. I, I, I but then scary. actually, I think I switched off uh, I Gregory Horror Show the first time I bumped into the little girl. It's Gregory Horror Show? I don't know that. Gregory Horror Show is amazing. I'm half tempted to just bring it in and play it for a live stream tomorrow afternoon or something just because it's Halloween. Mm. Just because it is an amazing game. I it's a weird that. game about living in a hotel run by a mouse or a rat. <laughs> And all it, it looks like it's really cartoony. All the characters are like these big square-headed yeah. weirdos, right? And you've got like this, um, like there's a, a dinosaur, a pink dinosaur nurse running around with a syringe, like sounds lovely. saying all this sexualized stuff. And oh, it's just, <laughs> but it's not. It's not like it's not explicitly sexualized, but it's just like it's weird. So I'm gonna stick. This um, and the idea is that you have to steal the souls of all the hotel residents. Uh, but it's like really cartoonish and childish, yeah. and they keep their souls in a jar in their yeah. room. Uh, so it's all about deceiving these people. But after you've taken their soul, uh, you then have to avoid them. So it becomes like survival horror in the fact that Jeez. after you've taken a, um, someone's soul, you then, if you see it's them in the corridor, it's a little bit awkward you if you pass them in the corridor. You have to run. Oh, God. You have oh, to run. James. Um, but most of the characters, some of the characters are really funny and really yeah. fun, but the lost doll is just really oh, frightening. Dolls. All dolls are terrible. Because it's this little girl who says, I've lost my dolly, and it's just a cute little girl. And then turns around and goes, have ah, you taken my doll? You've taken my doll because her head revolves like... Uh, yeah, like in, I'm not um, playing this. It's like in the, what's called, the, the you know, Vomit Little Girl film. Oh, uh, Exorcist. The Exorcist. Nope. Vomit no, Little Girl is a much better title for that film. But it's like the, the, the lost girl, her, the, the doll is her, like, and it's just, she's fucked up. It's it sounds up. horrendous. Really scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, a, a nice follow-up to this then, I guess, is what's the scariest game that you've played that isn't scary at all? Call of Duty 2. Something that's all sh- sunshine and lollipops. I got scared playing Call of Duty 2, but then War is scary. But what, I don't what think did Call you get G- scared? One level, I can't remember, you're in a village. Right. And I was going up a staircase, mm-hmm. and an enemy jumped out at me, and I screamed. <laughs> and I had to turn it off. Because <laughs> it gave me the jump. I am going to use the though, from you. Probably in a video. That's fine. It's, it's so, you're allowed. It. I should be ashamed. So, I don't yeah. know if it should have been scary or not, but I remember mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII when you first look into the uh, oh, what was the thing? It's like a kind of it's not a test lab, but it's got the oh what was the name of oh, it? Oh no! And you look Genova. through and Genova. Mm. Yeah, and you look through and you see the yeah that was that was pretty. Was that meant especially... to be scary? Well, I think so because get the shit up out until of me. That, up until that point, it's like you didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And that, that when you looked through that little window and saw what was in those machines, yeah. was when you first had an idea of what was happening, mm. and it was quite scary. Mm. Yeah. I was I was terrified by Echo the Dolphin, but I maintained that oh, game. Oh yeah, I'm with Echo you on that one. Yeah. What the fuck is that game? Absolutely I mean, like, terrifying. That's the thing is, you say Echo the Dolphin, terrifying game, and everyone goes, ha, "That's very funny, Matt." And I go, "I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm deadly serious." <laughs> and then I go, "That game ended with you having to fight an alien that would eat you in its jaws." And then people go, "Ha, that's really funny." And it's like, it's not Still funny. Not joking. It's Alex not Kidd. a joke. Alex oh, Kidd in Miracle World. Oh, oh yeah, real, yeah. yeah. scariest <laughs> game ever made. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Alex Kidd. <laughs> Oh my Jesus! <laughs> Can't deal with it. I, I I didn't know what that was when you um. And the rock paper you scissors bosses. I had to find a video clip <laughs> to go with the uh, the Silicon little your faces priceless. <laughs> the little questions video you did where you said that was the scariest thing you'd played. And you go up in the helicopter, hit scary. the balloon, you fall in the water. Absolute, you're like shit. That's a no. fucking octopus. It's, it's not, not scary. scary. It's it not is. Scary. It really not. is. The art, the yeah, it the art design, everything about it is horrible. It's weird, but it's not. Yeah. Although, actually, if you want something that is unexpectedly scary, uh, I still actually almost shit my pants when we were playing um, the sequel, the, the Dreams Nights Two, Nights Two into Dreams. Really? That's scary. Wii. Yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. a big deal at the time. It was me and the Midnight Resistance guys actually in yeah. my old house in London, and um, it was Andy and Sean and me, and we played this. And we thought, oh yeah, nights. And at the start of the game, you get to choose if you want to be a boy or a girl. And if you play as the girl character, you can find this on YouTube. You can find this on YouTube. I will not tell you what happens, but go and find Nights into Dreams intro girl. Type that I'm going to do this. I haven't done this. And just watch the intro sequence, the CGI, for if you play as a little girl. And 
All I'm going to say is I don't think they realised how frightening what they'd made was because genuinely it was one of those moments where, especially because we had no idea it was coming, there's just something in the CGI where it just made my stomach almost turn. It was like, fuck! Jeez. It really chilled us. We were quite... And it's one of those things where it's definitely not intentional. It's not supposed to be that frightening. Surely. Uh-huh. I'm going to do that after this <laughs> But check it out, check it out. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, moving on to... Uh, Ben Barrett asks uh, thoughts on the closing of Victory Games and the death of another Command and Conquer game. I think he's sad, but I don't think he's that surprising. No, because I, Command and Conquer. When was the last time we talked about Command and Conquer on this it's, podcast? It's, it was of its time. It, it wasn't very good. I've played it a couple. Oh, of well, that's times, the thing. And everybody I know who's went gone to preview events has come away from it really not knowing what to say because a it had the whole free to play monetization thing that felt a bit iffy, and b it just apparently wasn't very good. And I think that they were banking on... I mean, I was saying to you yesterday, Chris, it's like, you know, when they started developing it, the buzz for StarCraft II was huge. It really looked like the That's kind of... That's the thing. It's lost, isn't it? It's, it's gone. been left in a different era. Well, all these other sort of games of it of a similar ilk, even though they may not sort of copy them verbatim, it's just but then it far like, and beyond. It looked like StarCraft II was going to take over the world. Yeah. It looked like StarCraft II was going to um, burst out of Korea and become this worldwide esports phenomenon. And then League of Legends and Dota happened. Yeah. And now... And a, yeah, but then on. even it's like in August fact. at Gamescom, like, come on and conquer, come on and conquer, they started a the, big part of their Gamescom press conference. And so that, they started the press that's conference why it surprised me. It was a really that, terrible yeah, stage battle went, between two guys. It lasted forever. But yeah. rubbish. eventually, but, you, you've got to cut your losses. The amount of I money has to pour into it. I think they've poured a lot into money and they've really given it a good crack of trying to buzz up interest. But the problem is with a free-to-play game is free-to-play games... They don't work like no ones in terms of a launch. You start off with a beta, yeah, exactly. and then the closed beta gets bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and then it, until basically, you know, it's like Dota had about four million players it's before it soft launched. Launch, yeah. it? Just, soft yeah. launching is how it works now, but it mm. means if you can't drum up an interest, yeah. so that if when you launch the beta, you're not going to have like a million people want to play it, then you've got to just cut your losses. And who talks about Command and Conquer anymore? Like, I think it's sad because I don't want anyone to be closed Command down or anything like that. Oh, exactly. Loved. Talk about the cutscenes. Talk about the cutscenes. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, the ending cutscene for Red Alert 2 where it's implied that you're going to have a threesome in a helicopter. Yeah. So and they, they did those stunning. amazing adverts with Ric Flair where he fought a bear. Do you remember those? What? No. Have you never seen them? No. I'll send you the YouTube clips. They only last 35 seconds each. Each one starts with Ric Flair, professional wrestler. I've got some great wrestler. homework on this now. There's a terrifying oh, intro no. from... The best one is he's in a gym working out, talking to himself, saying how great he is. <laughs> he sees some girl behind the checkout, goes right. to chat her up, and the bear attacks him from behind. Okay. It's, que- it's actually, genuinely hilarious. Question. Like, when, does this, when do they tie that back into <laughs> playing Command and Conquer? Is it because there's a bear in Command and Conquer? <laughs> yeah, that's it. There was, he was, oh, was the rest of that- my microphone. I'm sorry. I'm in the microphone. Um, it basically was that the bear was Russian, and the, the, there's, there's four of them. There's, there's four of these vignettes, and it just goes that the bear has a vendetta against Ric Flair, and the last one is them having a wrestling Once match. Once again, when do you start playing Command and Conquer in this? In this uh, you, it was a different time. Like, no. It was a different time. Back then, Like you could literally, and this is quite sad but true, you could literally have an advert for a video game which would just be a photograph of a woman in a bikini kind of mm. lathering herself up in a shower. I showed you that advert. And it would say, buy this game. Yeah. That advert and that was the, it. The original Xbox. Remember I showed you that? And it was just a, a soap bar in a bath with just all these pubes on it in the shape of a oh, moustache. Yeah. And it was just like, play more. That's what it said. What it's does that like, even what? mean? Can you imagine Microsoft doing that effort now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah. Strange time. Strange yeah. time. Uh, let's go for a final question. Uh, I, Hodge asks, I have pre-ordered an Xbox One due to me not getting along with PlayStation 3, but liking the 360. Mm-hmm. Have I made a huge mistake? I think you made a huge no, mistake. It's still going to be good. It's still going to be great. It's just in comparison, who knows? Absolutely, you're screwed, Hodge. On that note, though... so in so much trouble. Because they were talking about pre-orders and stuff. <laughs> My friend Hodge. Preston wanted us to quickly talk about the blockbuster stuff. Because he's appalled oh, yeah. that the people that pre-ordered next-gen consoles are now screwed and not going to get one because Blockbuster can't guarantee pre-orders. And he's right, that is bad because, you know, you'll be excited about it, you put money down. I'm sure they get their money back. I will back. say that. Get their money back? I thought Blockbuster closed years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, so, like, I mean, I would not pre-order, and I would not have pre-ordered anything from Blockbusters because but under my impression, they went into liquidation. Even, yeah, but maybe you're one of these people that went to game, couldn't get it, you went to Shop yeah. 2, couldn't get it, and then you're like, oh, block, oh Blockbuster, you're so no, happy. No one's, ever been, no one's ever been that happy yeah. to say the word Blockbuster. True. I don't know, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's shit. 
but it's, it's like, horrible because people would be so excited yeah, and they are like screwed. such a financially unstable company it's well, like it'd be like going videos Woolworths like, well, I was going to say yeah. Woolworths yeah <laughs> can I give you 500 pounds Woolworths yeah uh, that's yeah, fine sure. mm. I mean I think it's, obviously it's, it's, it's rubbish it's good that people are getting their money back because obviously they are right they definitely yeah, get their money they back definitely, yeah, they, yeah. it seems like yeah because there was a lot of kerfuffle with game when they said game were closing about people having the gift card thing gift yeah. cards and all that stuff I mean that was shit that uh, is terrible I, I still think not... game's time is up frankly I wouldn't put a pre-order in with that company right now but um, maybe a lot of people are hoping the other way I don't know man they bring these people in like you know it's, it's like what happened with blockbusters they bring somebody in who goes we'll fix it we'll fix it some fat exec gets a nice fat wage for two years and then oh well it didn't work we had a go and then he fucks off somewhere else the rebranding of HMV is happening though isn't it yeah that's, precisely that's a thing so. as an online store probably mm. it's yeah it's, bo- it's bollocks it's just another way for some fat business twats to get more money out of something that fails. The FBT. Who's that guy? Like the guy, I think it's the guy who took over from uh, HMV or something. Is oh, I can't oh, remember who it was, but the, one of the guys who took over from this failing company had like just come from like Comet and Dixons and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, this is what he does. Like, you've got people who literally, they just go, you know what? I don't give a piss. People are never going to respect me as a businessman. So they just go and they act as CEO for companies that are dying just to make loads of money. Out. Comet and Dixons used to be different companies. Were, were they, they are were different they, companies. No, but were they under Curry's the same? and Dixons are the same. So, wow, what a world we used to live Comets, in. Yeah. Comets is well, We had a lot of game stations. Yeah, there were so many washing machines. The big competitors. But that was fine. Game and game stations made sense. Yeah, no, but, well, to I mean, my it, brain. It was just, it was strange. I remember well, like, like, there it, was, because you're not old enough to remember this, but I remember when there was a big difference between game and game station. A really big difference. Yeah, our game oh, station was cool. Yeah, no, so do I. Yes, uh, no, but I mean. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm only 12. Yeah, fuck, fuck you guys. No, 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 you don't remember. People held on to that opinion after they'd merged. That was the point I was trying to if I say Blockbuster owned Game Station for a while, didn't it? Yeah. They did. So yeah. they could learn about it from a retail perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Sorry. Game used to be Electronics Boutique, which had a partnership with Debenhams. Yeah, Board Full disclosure, I used to work in Blockbusters as a behind-the-counter dude, and I, I honestly know. thought they were one of the most poorly, um, just no, the one, shittiest companies at one point they were in the world. I think they were massive. Oh, I know, but that's because of the way that the film industry used to work. Yeah. And actually, Blockbusters had a lot to do with fucking it up, right? This is an interesting historical thing. <laughs> What happened was, right, is the you blockbusters used to be you go into blockbusters and you'd have one of every film. Like you'd have like you could get any film you yeah, want. Yeah, I remember. It was like a library. Yeah. But then they went, actually, you know what though? This is a lot of faff. And they started having a better system whereby the big studios, and I didn't learn this from my job, by the way, I learned this elsewhere, but all the big studios would say, Hey, how about we just give you money and you promote the films we want you to promote, right? So Blockbusters went, wicked, cool. <laughs> Instead of having one of every, we'll have like 50 copies. Yeah, I remember when that happened. Yeah, I remember it like tripled, yeah. And it would just be like, so A, they were making loads of money from uh, the film distributors because yeah. they were like promoting the films they wanted them to. But also people seemed happy with it. They seemed happy to just go into a Blockbuster on Friday night and say, what's good? I used to do that. And they'd that have was me. the rom-com, the action film, yep. the that comedy like film. the game model, to be honest. Well, that's the problem. And this is why Game of Fox, right? Because what happened was, after all these years of having this system, the idea was that people don't want a choice, right? The idea was that people are stupid. We tell them what they want. No, you come in, want you choice. want this rom-com, you want this comedy, you want this want action rom-com. film. And that people would be happy just to come in and take whatever was on offer this week. But then Love Film came, right? That's the internet. And, yeah, you know, Love town. Film said you can have whatever you want. And suddenly, Blockbuster were fucked. For the price of what one video will cost you in Blockbuster, yeah. you can rent And now we've got Netflix. You know, so it's like the whole model was based around the kind of uh, really um, cynical idea that, that people don't actually want choice. They want to be told what they want and that you can control that agenda. <laughs> that's how I live my life. I say this all the time. It's not a choice. It's a lack of options. I just remember. And that's why Game of Fox is because you've got online. You can just have whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I and just like, remember, you know, do you remember the adverts? Blockbuster video. Wow, <laughs> what a difference. <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah, I remember that. Good times. Um, just quickly, if I say to you, Brat, our price, you say... If I, you say what? Our price. Our price. Yeah, I knew it. He doesn't remember our price. See, he is young. Our, Did that turn into Virgin price. or was that... Oh, it was brought out by Virgin somebody. Music. What, what was the correct response to HMV, that? HMV, they were rivals back oh, in the right. day. Yeah, yeah. had a, yeah... yeah. I can't think I of any other advert passwords. slogan, so I'm just going to stop talking about it now. Bang, and the dirt is gone. <laughs> Washing machines live longer <laughs> with Calgon. What's happened? Oh, that was amazing. I don't know, it seems like I'm a good place. I'm happy now. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm a good mood. <laughs> well, thank you very much once again for joining us um, for this uh, particularly strange 
episode of Video Game UK podcast. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we will actually have more and more games to talk about. And I will have loads soon. We'll stop and talking about consoles stuff. properly. Oh, look at that resolution! Yeah. Where we can find out all the important stuff, like which console feels nicest against your skin. Yeah, well, that's a video. Um, <laughs> God, that is a video, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shit! I keep saying stupid things and then realizing they're actually quite good. Yeah, done. Um, right, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. We've had Simon. We've had Chris. Cheers, we've had Dave. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.